Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been an educator for over 20 years, from paraprofessional to 10 years as a classroom teacher, to principal to district administrator, I've done it all. Being an educator right now is challenging, to say the least. No matter the role, we can find ourselves overwhelmed and stressed out. I've been there, and I found the secret to a work-life balance that improved my life. Join me in discovering simple secrets that will help you step away from the noise and improve your life. Welcome back, amazing educators. I hope you're having a really great week. The weather here has been super crazy. Uh, I was out of power for 58 hours and uh, realized that uh, I depend on electricity way more than I ever realized I did. And most especially with technology, uh, it was crazy to me how I kept reaching for my phone to do something and realizing, nope, actually, I don't have internet. I need to conserve this in case of an emergency. Uh, it's just everything that we went to do. It's there. We use technology an awful lot, uh, which takes power and internet. <laughs> so anyway, we survived uh, the uh, ice storm and now we are thawing out and it's just raining. So hopefully wherever you are, you're safe and warm and dry and have electricity. <laughs> so this week, we are going to get back to those different strategies to overcome obstacles and get out of your own way. And so I gave the overview of all of the different strategies last week's. And this week, we're going to start digging in uh, to the first one in each of the next few weeks uh, we will be digging a little deeper into each of these strategies. So this week, what we're really going to focus on is identifying our self-limiting beliefs. And again, that's when we recognize and challenge the negative beliefs or thoughts that might be holding us back and replacing them with either positive affirmations or and or beliefs that support our goals. So what I wanted to talk about today was really digging a little deeper into what are self-limiting beliefs and how do we identify them? Because our brain loves to tell stories. It loves to have things to hold on to that it deems as truths uh, that we hold on to as beliefs. And some of our beliefs actually limit us. And the way they limit us is in a myriad of different ways. Some that are almost a little sneaky, I would say. I like to call my brain sneaky sometimes uh, when it offers me something that I um, go, hmm, oh, well, that's true. And then stop and think about it and go, wait a minute, maybe it's not. Uh, and that's just after years of me doing this work. So the first thing that uh, I want to talk about is how do we identify these beliefs? So the first thing, pay attention to your negative self-talk. I think that one is a more obvious one that is the easiest to tackle first because those are the things that you find yourself saying or that I, at least I found myself saying and I know those of us that struggle reaching goals at the beginning, sometimes this is one of the barriers. If you hear yourself saying things like, I'll never get there. Or no, you know what, it's just too hard. I don't have time to do that right now. Um, I just, I always quit. So I'm not even going to bother starting. 
or you know what I'm just not as good as so and so at this and I just don't think that's for me so I'm just maybe I just won't do it if you hear yourself saying those things those are the negative self-talk now there's some more blatant and obvious negative self-talk too and I've talked about that before the things that I noticed myself saying like calling myself stupid or even further back at the very beginning of my journey just being really angry and negative with myself all the time is like you're so stupid you never do anything right you can't do this why can't you do this everybody else can do it except for you those are all the thoughts that we need to be aware of because that that's the biggest barrier that gets in our way big time and that was something that I had to work on really hard to move towards working towards my goal because I did have that just negative, negative self-talk that it's just so detrimental. It hurts us. It hurts us. I was reading a quote the other day um, as I was scrolling through Instagram and it kind of stuck with me a little. It was attributed to Bruce Lee. I'm not sure that it really was Bruce Lee that said this, but what he said was that we cannot talk badly about ourselves because our brain doesn't know the difference between if it's somebody else telling it or us telling it and it just believes it and it breaks us down. Now, I've butchered that. It was much more eloquent. But that was the gist, that we hurt ourselves so deeply when we talk poorly about ourselves. So we need to clean that up for sure. That's the first thing that we want to, to pay attention. How many times do we uh, talk poorly about ourselves or um, basically loathe, self-loathe, hate on ourselves for sometimes even the simplest of things? I've told you before, I have dropped like a paperclip and called myself stupid. That, you know, that is just not healthy at all. So be on the lookout for those types of things. The other way that sometimes we have self-limiting beliefs is when we think about what's happened in the past. So I want you to reflect on what you think about the past. Like, are there any beliefs you have because of past experiences? So whether those were uh, experiences where you succeeded or experiences where you failed, were there beliefs that came out of that? Because, you know, I have told you before, I have been through uh, a weight loss journey. Um, and that journey included uh, 500 other uh, quick fad diets before I found a way of living my life that resulted in weight loss. Uh, and I will tell you that I had beliefs about what worked and what didn't work based on successes and failures that I had had before. So just being really aware of past experiences. I, you know, I can only do it if, or I failed many times. How could this time be any different? You know, looking at those beliefs that came from experiences in the past is a big one. Another way to really start thinking about our self-limiting beliefs is to challenge our assumptions. So if we have a thought that is a belief of, I can only, uh, it's, it's this, it's that, challenge that. Is it really true? So remember, I've talked before about uh, 
kind of thoughts and versus circumstances. Circumstances can be proved in a court of law. The sun is out today. That is a truth on some days, not today here, <laughs> but on some days. You could, in a court of law, say at noon on uh, January 17th, the sun was out in the place that I live. That can be proved. But what can't be proved is it was just a horrible day that day. January 17th, horrible day. That is a thought. So as we're thinking about, when we're always thinking, as we're uh, becoming aware of our thoughts and things that are getting in our way, those self-limiting beliefs, challenge those assumptions. Ask yourself, is this really true? Could it be proved in a courtroom? Or is there a different way to think about this? Now, here's something that is just fascinating to me. And I've, I've proven this true in my own life. Uh, when you find yourself arguing for your limiting beliefs, like arguing that, nope, this is a fact, this is a truth, this is the way it is, when somebody points out that maybe that's not an actual fact, but just the way you are approaching or thinking about something, that is something you need to be aware of because the more you need to challenge that limiting belief, or the more you need to challenge the people that are pointing out a limiting belief that, no, you're, this is true, this is, this is a fact, the more you have hit pay dirt in something you need to really analyze. Because what I noticed is when I started like digging my heels in on something that I truly believed about myself, my coach would say, why are you arguing for your pain? And that really stopped me in my tracks. And as I worked more with my coach, she showed me the many times that I was really like holding on to a self-limiting belief that in fact was not a truth at all. It was just something getting in my way that the minute I started to analyze and, and question and challenge a little bit, it started falling apart. And I was able to see a different way of approaching it. So challenging assumptions, something else that we can do to identify our self-limiting beliefs. The other thing that we can do is start exploring our comfort zone. We love to be comfortable. The brain loves safety. We've talked about that before. It craves safety and it wants to push away from and, and avoid fear. So we like our comfort zone. The cave is nice and warm. <laughs> we like to stay there because out there is the jungle and the wild animals. And so as we start to analyze our comfort zone, we start to look for, are there any thoughts that prevent us from stepping just a foot outside of our comfort zone? And why is that? And sometimes it can be simple things. Uh, that come out in the form of, oh, I really don't feel like doing that today. Anytime I tell myself I don't feel like doing something, I really immediately stop myself and ask myself, why is that? Why do I not want to do this right now? 
And it's usually for me one of two things. It's outside my comfort zone or it has me in a state of a little bit of trepidation and fear. And that's the other thing to look for is identifying those fear-based beliefs. So when we recognize beliefs that stem from a fear of failure, a fear of rejection, a fear of criticism, that's when we also know, okay, it's okay, brain, that you're afraid of this because maybe something in the past has happened before that makes us a little uh, leery of stepping out of our comfort zone or leery because there might be a fear of failure or, or some rejection or maybe criticism. But remember, all of those things, we can handle. We can handle. We have gotten through 100% of the hard days that we have had in our life of the embarrassing situations, of the stressful situations. We've made it through all of that. So as we identify some of these fear-based beliefs, we can start looking at wh what could I do to alleviate that? Is this a rational fear? Am I basing this on something that happened in the past and there is no court of law that will guarantee you that if it happened in the past, it will happen again in the future, right? That there's no guarantee there. It could be a totally different outcome. But if we limit ourselves based on those fear-based beliefs, we shut the door to opportunity. We shut the door to the possibility that something could turn out different and better and the way we've always dreamed. So these are different things to be aware of. And then the next thing you're probably thinking is, well, how do I do this, right? Okay, how do I do this? Am I even aware? And I will tell you, for me, it took me some time to hear my thoughts because I was really good at not paying any attention to them, like totally ignoring them. And it was almost like my brain was in autopilot, like, no, oh, I'll take it from here, Katie. You don't have to think. Let me take care of it. <laughs> I'll keep you safe. We'll stay away from fear. We'll just live in these beliefs that, that limit us. It's happy here. And it took me some real intentional work to be able to hear the thoughts that were getting in my way. So how would I do this? I did this by writing it down. You will see things all out there now about the benefits of journaling and 100% I journal every single day of my life because that is the practice that changed my life. And I know a lot of you right now are going, oh, there it is. I can't do that. <laughs> okay, so right there, that's a limiting belief. So question that one. But you don't, journaling doesn't have to be sitting with a journal book with fancy pens writing for an hour, although it can be. I mean, I sit there for a good 15, 20 minutes journaling because I love it and I get all the things out of my brain and then I reread it and see what my brain came up with. So for me, I worked towards that practice though. At first it can just be jot it down on a sticky note. What did I just hear myself say? I'm gonna jot that down because I, I'm gonna collect some sticky notes of things that I say and then review them at the end of the day. You could list it in your phone on a voice app. You could just say, oh my gosh, I just heard this thought go through my head. Talk it into your phone and then review it at the end of the day and say, oh my gosh, 
Are these thoughts limiting for me? Work with a coach. <laughs> Working with a coach, I will tell you, changed my life. It absolutely changed my life. It's, you know, what I liken it to is um, a colleague or like an instructional coach who comes in and watches my practice in the classroom and watches all my students and is able to see sometimes things that I don't see. It's the same thing with a life coach. They work with you, talk with you, and help you uncover the things that you don't necessarily see. And once they help you uncover them, then they help you work towards a solution to overcome them. Okay, so again, if you, you've been with me for a while and you're aware of my ABC process of awareness, breaking down barriers and creating new habits, that's what a life coach can do for you right there. Because the awareness is the first step. And then we have to work through how do we break down these barriers now that we're aware of all these things. And then how do we create new habits? But the first step is becoming aware through journaling. Journaling, if you did something that my coach um, calls a thought download, and that's where you just take two minutes, tops, two minutes, set a timer, two minutes, or one minute if, it, if one minute just seems more doable for you, and just write down everything that you think. It just stream of consciousness is all you're looking for. It is amazing what comes out the more you journal. And you can go back and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I felt that way or I thought that. So journaling for me um, is where it's at. But just writing it down, listing it in your phone on a vo voice app, all of those pieces. So then, okay, now I have this list of thoughts that I have and hmm, they really are self-limiting. First of all, don't beat yourself up over that, right? Because we're all starting. This is the work. When we realize what we're saying, we're like, okay, now I can do something about it. So the way that I interrupt the pattern, because I will tell you our thoughts are repetitive. Like we, once we, our brain finds a thought that works and gives it relief and gives it comfort, it's going to go back to it, even if it is not a helpful thought. So we can create some really helpful thoughts that we put on repeat in our brain. Uh, things like, oh, I have a habit. And that's how habits are formed, right? It's your brain like, oh, it's time to go to the gym. Oh, it's, you know, time to, to decompress and read. It's time to go home from work. All of those things are also automatic in your brain. Uh, but so are the things that are not helping you as much. And sometimes those are a little more nefarious. They kind of hide behind, <laughs> hide behind the bushes a little, if you will. Uh, so then once you start recognizing them and you feel and you hear them come up again, you can interrupt that pattern. And you can do that with a simple question. What do I choose to do about this right now? Like, what do I want to, what do I choose to do? Because the way I think is a choice and I get to choose how I want to think, how that's going to make me feel, and then what I'm going to do because of it. A lot of people will tell you, too, that positive affirmations help to change that mindset. If I'm telling myself uh, that, you know, I'm not very good at something, I, some people will say, oh, you just tell yourself over and over that you are good at it. Um, I want us to be a little careful with that just because I think this is where affirmations get a bad name because affirmations only work if you believe them. So you can't go from self-loathing to 
I'm queen of the world in one step. And we've talked about that before too, right? Those ladder steps, you have to have those little steps in between that move us up that ladder towards where we want to be. So be careful with the affirmations that they feel, they feel right and they feel true to you. Then they, then they absolutely can work. So can questions in the moment. So the, one of the questions, you know, what do you choose to do about this right now? Uh, the other one I always ask myself is, why am I thinking this? What is this giving me right now? Because there is a pattern in my life that I have some habits that I go to when I'm tired. And what I find, what I found over the last few years is that I do these things to avoid being tired when the better solution for me is to just go to bed. And that took some time of fighting being tired and overeating and watching too much TV and scrolling social media and then not getting a good night's sleep. So now I know when I find myself, especially at night, when I find myself picking up the phone and starting to just randomly scroll Facebook and Instagram, I ask myself, what do I need right now? Oh, I need to go to bed. I actually am tired. And that's a pattern interrupt. So I'm interrupting that pattern of mindlessly scrolling, asking myself what I really need in that moment, and then following through with that. Now, does that happen every time? No, there are nights that I still ignore that. And I still end up going to bed later than I would like to. And then the consequence the next morning is, you know, I'm not feeling as, as great as I'd like to feel. But I'm very aware of the circumstance of feeling tired and the thought that, oh, I should just pick up my phone and I am to a point now where I can interrupt that with, what do you really need right now? And it's like, oh, I'm tired. Okay, let's go to bed. Okay, what do I really need, need right now is a great one to ask yourself. Uh, the uh, one that I mentioned earlier when I was saying that, um, so, you know, so if you hear yourself saying, oh, I don't feel like doing that right now, asking myself why. The five whys are really powerful. I don't feel like going right now. Why? Well, because it's rainy and cold. Why does that matter? You know, just really pushing yourself a little, not pushing so much as nudging yourself, being aware. And, and maybe you like your reasons and that's okay. I'm not saying that every time you have these thoughts of, I don't feel like doing that right now, you should do it anyway. But you have to be aware of why you don't want to do it. And then you have to be happy with your reasons. And if you're happy with your reasons, great. But if you are not happy with your reasons, if you end up later being very disappointed with yourself, then that's something to re reflect on and go, okay, so next time that I asked myself why, and I kind of gave myself some reasons that in the moment felt good, and then later I felt disappointed. Then you can ask yourself the next time, mm, okay, so was I just, just avoiding doing something that I really did deep down want to do, but I didn't feel like it in the moment? And then, so what was that? Was that fear-based? Was that uh, 
going back to those challenging of assumptions, stepping out of your comfort zone, reflecting on something that came up from the past. These are all ways that we become way more aware of our self-limiting beliefs. And then we can do something about them. Then we can work on them. Slow and steady wins the race. It is, it's work, but it's good work. It's the right work. And it really can change your mindset and change your life. When you're open to doing the work, you're open to exploring, you're open to just discovering more about how you think and what comes out of that thinking, what it makes you feel and what it ends up having you do and then what the outcome is. I hope that you've had something to think about today and that you can think a little bit more about identifying your self-limiting beliefs because that is the step in first step in getting out of your own way to achieve your goals. So next week, we'll talk a little bit more about creating a plan and how we do that. But for this week, it's all about identifying your self-limiting beliefs. So let me know how that's going for you. Drop me a line, katie at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. Reach out to me. Ask a question. I would love to spend five minutes with you chatting with you online. Send me an email. We can make that happen. Check out my website, thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. Get my resources and links to older podcasts there. I would love if you would leave me a review or drop some stars and for sure subscribe to my podcast. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. All right. Until next week, I hope you have an amazing week. It's just a hop, skip, and jump to winter break, people. <laughs> We'll get through this winter. Uh, we will, I promise. All right. Take care and live joyfully. Bye.